This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. One easy addition you can make to your camping and hiking wardrobe to help keep you cool is a bandana. This headwear hero will keep sweat out of your eyes, bugs out of your hair, and sun off your neck. And you can even dip it into water and then put it under your hat or around your neck to keep you cool. A hot weather must have. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Arizona conjures up images of desert washes, enormous saguaro cacti with arms stretching to the sky, and endless sunshine regardless of the season. But if you travel north to Flagstaff, the environment changes dramatically. Situated at nearly 7,000 feet elevation, Flagstaff is surrounded by the Coconino National Forest. The many varieties of evergreen trees in the forest color the area green, even in the winter. Spruce, fir, pine, cypress, and juniper, multiple types of each. Snow falls in abundance here, as evidenced by the blizzard of 2023. From a national park perspective, this area is dominated by the Grand Canyon in many people's minds, but a plethora of other National Park Service sites fill this part of the state. Nestled on the outskirts, Flagstaff, is a pair of national monuments accessed for a single entrance fee, located 17 miles apart. Sunset Crater Volcano National Monument and Wupatki National Monument preserve two vastly different worlds, cinder fields versus limestone and sandstone pueblos. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the America's National Parks Podcast. The youngest of about 600 cinder cones in the San Francisco volcanic field near Flagstaff, Sunset Crater is estimated to have erupted in the year 1085, following an intense period of earthquakes and other geologic activity. The prior volcanoes in this volcanic field erupted over a 6 million year period. Overall, the San Francisco volcanic field is considered a young area of volcanic activity and remains an active volcanic region, although no eruptions have occurred in nearly a thousand years, and cinder cones of this type do not erupt more than once. Given the geologic cues, the eruption of the Sunset Crater was likely spectacular. A curtain of fire, lava spewing high into the air, the ground shaking with thunderous ferocity, the ash that fell back to the earth following the eruption covers the cone and surrounding hills with black cinder. But the top of the cinder cone, surrounding the missing peak that was blown off during the eruption, is capped with a dusting of red spatter, giving the crater its name. Because the surrounding volcanoes were old with no recent activity, the Sanagua people lived on the site of the sunset crater at the time of its eruption. During this quiet period, they farmed the land and dug their homes, known as pit houses, into the ground. The earthquakes leading up to the eruption apparently provided sufficient warning to the Sanagua people, who must have vacated the area in enough time since no human remains have been found among the archaeological evidence left at the site. Some of the pit houses burned, while others remained intact, filled with cinders. In the wake of the eruption, 
the land of Sunset Crater was no longer fertile. Buried in thick layers of ash and solid rivers of lava, whatever plant life had been there disappeared, leaving the deserted area barren for years, decades, centuries. Over time, the lava and cinders break down to form new soil. Plants that can adapt to the harsh conditions are the first to take hold. About 250 years ago, trees once again began to take root at the site. Stunted pinyon pines and towering ponderosa pines dominate the landscape now, but many species of plants have taken foothold. The earth is dynamic, adaptable, and ever-changing. Today, the trees cluster in isolated areas on the fragile, cinder-laden soil, not yet a fully formed forest. But enough plants cover the volcanic slopes to provide habitat for the plethora of animal life and sustain an emerging area of biodiversity. The lava flows inhibit surface water, but life forms are found in the lava tubes. Insects, lizards, a few hardy rodents. But the pine clusters offer a more welcoming habitat for small and large mammals, from squirrels, cottontails, and porcupines to mule deer, elk, pronghorn, even bobcat and coyote. Today, Sunset Crater is a magnificent site, surrounded by black cinder hills. In summer, it looks dark, with the dark ground and the deep evergreen foliage. In winter, snow covers the park, hiding the flaming color of the caldera itself. The trees contrast with the white of the snow, and the boundary where the cinder shows through patches of snow is a stunning contrast. Although it might, at first glance, appear to resemble any other snow and tree-covered mountain, the caldera gives it away, as though a bite has been taken from the top. So where did the Sinagua people go when they fled Sunset Crater? Nearby communities actually saw improvement in soil quality, at a distance where thin layers of cinder from the volcano held more moisture in, and thus increased the agricultural potential of this arid farming region. One such nearby community was Wupatki. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures. Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. It's estimated that people occupied the area now comprising Wupatki National Monument for over 10,000 years. The land is hot and dry, but a scattering of homes dotted the arid landscape. 
Throughout the course of history, people had lived in improbable places, regions known for drought, for flood, high elevations that saw impossibly deep snowfalls year after year. And so it was with Wupaki. This is not to say that a great many people lived there, but always some. Around the year 1100, a marked increase in population occurred. Rather than a few scattered homes, the archaeological evidence at Wupaki shows Pueblo villages with large central Pueblos and smaller surrounding Pueblos. Along with the increase in population, agriculture flourished in ways it had not before. Wupaki became one of the most wealthy communities. Artifacts include turquoise, shells, exotic birds, and other items that clearly were brought in by trade routes. The timing is coincidental. Right around the aftermath of the Sunset Crater eruption, less than 20 miles away, the poor soil became fertile when mixed with the cinders. At Sunset Crater, the ash was too thick, the lava too impenetrable to support life. But here, a short distance away, a useful amount of ash settled, turning the land into an agricultural mecca. Today, four main Pueblo areas remain and are preserved by the National Park Service. They provide a window into the desert a thousand years ago with clues to physical use of the land and building materials, community, and leisure. The largest of the Pueblos, fittingly, is Wupatki Pueblo, consisting of 100 rooms. Excavation, reconstruction, and restoration took several decades, and stabilization projects continue today. In addition to the Pueblo itself, a ball court has been excavated and preserved. Red dominates the views in the path beneath your feet and in the bricks used to construct the Pueblo. But in the near distance, the black slopes of the hills harken back to the cinder landscape of nearby Sunset Crater. Great care must be taken excavating and visiting ancient sites such as Wupatki. Native American tribes descended from or related to the Snagua people who had lived here consider the remains of the homes to be sacred, a place where the spirit of their ancestors reside. Sunset Crater and Wupatki offer a variety of activities. The scenic loop road covers both parks and provides a look at the transition between the two landscapes. Each park has a visitor center filled with exhibits on the history, geology, and culture of the park. Sunset Crater itself is not available to hike. The trail has been closed since 1973 when it was determined that the erosion from hikers had reached a critical point, reducing parts of the trail to waist-deep trenches. The park features several other volcanic hiking trails, but two are closed to damage from the 2022 tunnel fire near Flagstaff. Wupatki National Monument, of course, has several pueblos that are open to the public. The Wupatki Pueblo is a short walk from the visitor center, a trail that features a geologic blowhole and views from the painted desert. Wukoki Pueblo is a three-story tower accessed via a quarter-mile trail two and a half miles from the visitor center. The Lomaki and Box Canyon Pueblos are located 10 miles from the visitor center and have not been extensively excavated nor reconstructed, although a fair amount of effort has been put into stabilization of the structures. Citadel Pueblo sits atop a small hill and, unlike other Pueblos in the park, has never been excavated. Nearby Nalakihu Pueblo suffered the fate of many relics of discovery. The reconstruction not only damaged the structure, but also presents a Pueblo that is not true to the original. 
The park offers events each March in conjunction with Arizona Archaeology and Heritage Awareness Month. Beyond the history of the parks, with the geology of the volcano and the archaeology of the pueblos, the parks are full of other features to explore. Backpacking adventures are available as guided programs, bringing visitors into the wilderness areas of the parks, not normally open to the public. The astronomers of Verde Valley provide dark sky programs at Sunset Crater. Sunset Crater is also home to bats, lizards, and a plethora of birds. Wupaki is home to wildlife as well, from lizards to larger animals such as pronghorn and mule deer, but they are evasive and hard to spot in this environment. Plant life at Wupaki is desert scrub, although wildflowers do bloom within the monument. The density of National Park Service sites in mid-northern Arizona can provide the backbone for a long weekend or an extensive vacation. It is possible to visit five parks in a single day for those looking for an overview. Montezuma Castle National Monument, Tutsagut National Monument, and Walnut Canyon National Monument can be paired with Sunset Crater and Wupaki. Each of these parks can be explored in greater depth given a longer itinerary. Grand Canyon National Park and Petrified Forest National Park are each possible as a day trip from Flagstaff. In fact, the Grand Canyon Railway runs from Williams, Arizona, about a half hour out of Flagstaff to Grand Canyon Village round trip in a single day. Verde Valley contains many state parks, including Slide Rock State Park and Red Rock State Park, plus the Verde Valley Archaeology Center, Palatki Heritage Site, and the Verde Canyon Railroad. Pack your winter jacket and your short sleeve shirts, a warm pair of gloves and a sun hat, and embark on an Arizona adventure. This episode of America's National Parks was written by Lauren Eisenberg Davis, and I'm your host, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and get new episodes delivered right to your feed. If you're looking for photos and tips about visiting national parks, check out our America's National Parks Facebook group, 100,000 members strong. And if you're interested in RV travel, we hope you'll also check out our RV Miles podcast and YouTube channel. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks and by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at Campendium.com.